listening to the Woman of Strength podcast for the purpose-driven woman who has a yearning deep in her soul to serve the world. Presented to you by Ange Wilcock, creator of Evolutionary Model of Well-Being, Mindfulness-Based Storytelling, and The Raw Woman Project. A businesswoman on a mission for every human on the earth to feel enough. Welcome once again to an amazing episode of Woman of Strength. And today I have a fabulous guest called Phyllis Reagan. Uh, welcome, Phyllis. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you so, so much for being here. I'm really looking forward to this interview. Um, now, I'm just going to tell you a little bit about Phyllis. Uh, so Phyllis is a managing partner, a high-performance strategist and certified executive coach with CSRH Consulting, LLC. She transforms executives and entrepreneurs for unprecedented levels of success. Phyllis's clients include Warner Brothers, Sony Pictures, CBS, the American Lung Association, Simon and Schulster, I don't know if I got that right, um, and Showtime Networks, along with many private clients who are senior executives at fast-paced and demanding organizations. Wow, that sounds like an amazing career. Um, and I know that there will be a journey that you've taken to get to where you are today. And so my first question, and it is my only question throughout our interview, really, um, is can you tell us about where your journey of strength began in terms of being that woman of strength? Absolutely. So for me, the hour was my darkest hour that my strength really showed up. Uh, my husband at the time was diagnosed with stage four cancer, and I was five months pregnant with our first child and only child. Um, and he did not survive the cancer. He died one month before our child was born. So it was like life had introduced something I never had considered that I would have to, of course, deal with such a, a devastating loss mm. at the same time of trying to uh, take care of an infant who was, of course, bringing me so much joy. It was this juxtaposition in life, but there were so many uh, avenues and points of, of where I had to make decisions that required me to really access strength I didn't know I even had. Yeah, wow, that, that would be, gosh, I, I can't even imagine, you know, just to lose your husband, but then also to be carrying a new life as well and, and having to, um, you know, raise, raise a baby on your own. That, that would be really, really tough. Wow. Yes. And so yes. what were your key learnings during that time? Because I'd imagine they'd be huge. <laughs> you know, my key learning was to listen to myself. I really had to quiet my external environment. And for me, that meant I left our home where we were um, living at the time in Los Angeles and moved actually to Arizona to be closer to my parents. I just wanted to quiet everything down, slow my life down, listen to myself, um, and to hear really what I needed as a part of the healing. And to connect just into my son without all the distractions. Wow, that takes courage to do that because, you know, when you're going, I'm a, I'm a qualified therapist and I know that when we're going through the grieving process, you know, it's, it's not linear, it's, you know, it's all over the place. And so how, how did you, you know, tap into that listening to myself when, you know, I would imagine it felt like at some stage through that grieving process that your life was falling apart. And so how did you get to trust that inner voice, that, that listening to you? 
And it was interesting because I felt like I was trusting more of myself than ever before. I wasn't sure I was going to come up with the right answers, but I knew I had to, there was nothing else, no one else I could really lean on at that point. It was either going to be me or just listening to lots of voices and getting confused. And I just decided I was going to trust myself enough and that I and God would show me the way where I needed to actually be um, for the healing and what were the right people that should be around me and the right, the right choices for me to make for my healing. Yeah, great. And so when you, you were listening to yourself and, and you were coming up with, with answers, what was one of the first steps that you took? The first step I took was, uh, actually, I, did, I, I just kind of went with life. It was just right. so much, and I felt like I just made decisions. It was like moment to moment what I could do. So the first thing I did was get the right support around me. So I hired someone to help me with my child. So if I needed a moment to walk off and meditate and take care of myself, I'd make sure I had that those moments. But I could feel life was still a little off kilter because I had um, an accident where I fell and I uh, hurt my thumb and had to have surgery. It was just all these kind of odd things saying, slow down even more, take care of yourself. You know, you will find your way back, but you have to trust it's a, it's a long process and you yes. just have to flow with it. Yeah. And you mentioned one of the techniques that you use is meditation. What, what else did, did you use or do you still use, you know, during times when, you know, life can be sort of quite traumatic. It throws yes. curveballs at you. And we all know Absolutely. that we know the benefits of meditation. I mean, it's well documented. Um, right. What other techniques do you use? And I am a big believer in this. I do this every day. So I, and I can tell, and I, of course, miss days when I'm sick and I can tell when I don't, my, my day is so off, hmm. but I start off. I always um, read my Bible. I pray. I meditate and then I do mindful journaling. So yeah. I like to write, I actually like to do visioning journaling where I write what I want the future to look like in the now. So yes. I do that quite often um, in the morning. And I like to do tapping as well. Yeah. So I'll do that. Yeah, it's great because journaling um, is so, so powerful and, and, and prayer and, um, visioning you know when we visualize what we want our future to look like and we affirm it you know it's it is incredibly powerful and I know that you know some some people out there go oh that's all woo-woo stuff but you know probably like you I do that too and it's proven to be you know it that's the life that I've created I've already visualized it in my mind I'm you know I practice gratitude every day I journal because you are the brain doesn't know any difference between reality no. and, and what's in the mind it doesn't know that's any right. difference it's the same so um right. yeah that that's amazing and it's amazing that you could find that space to do all of that while you were still grieving the loss of your husband and raising such a tiny dependent you know little baby yes so, absolutely and i was thankful i had my parents around me so that was support and slowly it was like i had to let, allow myself to reach out to people so i was in a new community and it was hard to really to decide that i was going to open myself up to meeting friends but once i did they of course arrived and they were wonderful and they're still the friends in my life that offer support 
but they were there around me and it just gave me even added strength and just uh, feeling like things were now beginning to normalize, that I was finding myself. It was different than what I anticipated, but I was finding joy again. Yeah. Wow. And it sounds like you've got, you know, a really, really strong faith, a strong belief in yourself, in, in, yes. in life. And, um, you know, the life really is a learning journey, isn't it? You know, we, we can we can sit back and, and go, well, why has this happened to me? And, I, and you know, I'm, I'm sure you do, you know, you've done that too. And I know that right. I have, but it's only momentarily because what we look at is, okay, there's a reason in this, there's a learning and, and what's the learning. Um, so with, the business that you're running today or, or um, what you're doing today, what was the journey? So you, you've got, you know, the loss of your husband, you've got this beautiful little baby that you're raising, you've moved to a new community, you know, wow, just speaking about it out loud, it's like, whoa. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, and then today, you know, you, you've got this amazing career. So what, what's the story in, in, in between that? So in between that, so before I had my son and before my husband died, I was a therapist like you, Yeah. but I had a business background too. And so both always pulled at me. I wanted to, I felt, uh, I loved the therapy. I loved helping people. I was really great at business. And I, for the longest time thought, why these two strengths? They don't seem to work together at yeah. all. So then after everything happened, I did group coaching for people going through grief. And I realized I, I just love helping. I, I'm going to figure out what this all means. Fast forward, I remarried and my now husband said, you know, you, there's something else for you out there. I can feel it. It still ties into business. And of course, everything, when you call it into your life, it starts to show up. Yes. So a former business associate showed up and we decided that executive coaching made sense for both of our psychology strengths and our business strengths. And we married the two together. Wow. So once I got married, I moved and we're back in California now. And we launched our, my business partner and I launched our business. And it was just like on faith, basically. We didn't have a really great business plan or any sound ideas, really. We just knew what we were good at doing. And so we were going to give that a try. Great. So you pulled on your strengths. You know, you knew what your strengths yes. were. And, and that was what you're going to use to create, a, you know, an amazing business. So Absolutely. So any business women out there that are listening or any women thinking, you know, I really want to go into business, what advice would you give them? Well, it's really not like a straight path for a lot of people. No. So, <laughs> and, you know, life introduces children or other avenues that you want to take travel and you may think uh, that you can't come back to it, but you can. And those wonderful experiences actually inform you later as to what you might really want to do. I think the first step is just getting immense clarity about what are your strengths, you know, and how do you want to live your life? <clears throat> What's the purpose of your life? Just being mm. very sure about that and then deciding what will be right for you at that moment. And it's not that it can't change. You know, in five years, you can decide, I want it to look like something different. Yeah. Um, and that's something you can, you can do. But it's just really, again, about trusting yourself and that you have enough when you show up it will be figured out and you have enough to guide it. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I love that, that you're saying, you know, things do change because I think as, as purpose-driven individuals, um, we, we are continually evolving. And so when we're in business, it does change. And not everyone yes. understands that because, right. you know, you, you, if you follow the, um, I don't know, traditional conventional business model, it's like, well, it goes like this and da 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 da, da and it, right. it, is, it is quite linear and there's these tasks and, and you stay doing these particular things. But yeah. However, you know, when you are an evolving person, um, you look at, you grasp opportunities, don't you? You see them. They, they become available to you. And um, you go, oh, that might be a path that I want to take too. So, yeah. Absolutely. Fantastic. Yeah. So uh, my next question, unless there's a question you want to ask me, but my next question is really around how do you combine and get that work-life balance? Because we know when we're working for ourselves, um, sometimes that can really get out of balance. So, so how do you and manage I have, that? I have not figured that out yet. No, I, I, that's good because I haven't either. It's like day to day. Like my son is 12 years old now and uh, he also is being homeschooled. So he does virtual school. So it's balancing him being home yeah. I also work from the space my husband has an office at home so it's all about busy, <laughs> <and> household. <laughs> busy household and it can bleed into everything if you don't really watch it so yeah. we have to have boundaries around technology and finding space for ourselves exercise is really important for me mm. to just go nothing too outrageous but I have to have at least an hour for myself to just connect back to my body and do something that's healthy for me and making sure again in the morning I'm doing my meditation and that's my only balance that I've figured out so far but sometimes right. the day just you know is the day it just goes in whatever direction it wants to yeah yeah and and because again I think you know we have amazing plans for ourselves but we yes. know that the day just unfolds doesn't that's it? right and we've got to um, <laughs> exactly I, I think most most uh, women entrepreneurs that I've spoken to it's like it, you know we've got this plan but it's very rarely do we stick to it but we do make sure that during the day that there is that self-care you know that Absolutely. takes place so what I'm intrigued about so you um homeschool your son and he's mm -hmm. 12 he's 12 is, is he uh do you think he's a little budding entrepreneur seen as mum and dad are or? <laughs> <laughs> well he certainly seems that way because he just gravitates towards the business world and yeah. he, he gets up and so he ends his day with watching BBC and then he likes to watch the BBC news uh, uh, the not the news but rather the business report yeah and he does the news again and so he just has this global view and he he's just very smart and able to ask good questions about business. So we, we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like he's already on his path. <laughs> I, I'm the daughter of an entrepreneur, so I do know oh, it does okay. roll down. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's the thing, isn't it? That when you've grown up, you know, my, my family are very much always um, work for themselves. And, mm -hmm. and when you've grown up in that environment, working for someone else always feels um, restrictive, even though I've yes. done that and I'm sure you have you know, yes. may have too, but um, when you work for yourself, it is that freedom. It is, it is being able to evolve um, and your business evolves with you. So Absolutely. Great. I, and I liked working for other people, but it, it always felt temporary. Like yes. I knew something else was going to be there for me. That was not it. But I knew yeah. that I was going to learn while I was there. Yeah. 
So what's, what's the part that you love about being a woman in business? I love being able to create. I mean, I just love creating myself. It gives you the power to decide. People talk about branding and all of that, but it's really about what's your message? You know, what yeah. do you want the world to know about you? Um, how do you want your impact to be? I love thinking about those questions and trying to find them and, and how I actually coach um, and how I even like do my writing and content on my blog or you know, who, what, if I'm doing a speaking engagement. It, that to me is about answering that, that question and always thinking about it. And I love that I get that opportunity to do that. Yeah, fantastic, isn't it? It's, it's yes. great because it, it doesn't feel like working. I mean, I, what no. I do, I, it doesn't feel like a job or yes. it's, it's a calling. It really is a calling is. and not everybody sort of understands that. Right. So with the fabulous women that will be um, listening and, and watching this, what's one gem of wisdom that you'd like to leave with them? I just always think that you should take chances in life. Just be a risk taker. I mean, because yeah. maybe 10% of that time may not work out, but that, that 90% is going to be so fantastic and something you could never have imagined for yourself in your life. But it's really about just stepping out on faith, just that one step. It's hard for so many people to do that. Yeah. But it's just trusting yourself enough to know that the universe supports you, that you can do those things. You have the ability and the strength within you to do it. And maybe it's not all at one time, maybe it's baby steps, mm -hmm. but if do those baby steps and you'll begin to see, you know, it does show up for me. I do make good decisions. And this is really a much more interesting life than I could have ever imagined for myself. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. So where can um, people find you? Sure. So you you mentioned your blog. And, yes. Yeah, so, so where can I would you find love you? for them to come over to my blog. And it's, it's www.phyllisregin.com. And they can Brilliant. come on over and read some of my articles. Fantastic. And I'll, I'll put the information um, below this so, you know, people, people can follow you. So thank you so, so much, Phyllis. I mean, what, what a phenomenal <laughs> life and experience <laughs> you've had. And, you know, I have such admiration for you, you know, what you went through, you know, 12 years ago. And um, you just connected to your faith and belief in yourself, you know, and that's quite inspirational. So thank you for sharing Thanks that so with us. Thanks so much. Thank you. Take care. You too. Thank you for listening to the Women of Strength podcast. Please feel free to share the word with the women of strength in your life. For more information, go to angewilcock.com slash enough said.